Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Trevor Woods here from the Block M Podcast, an affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network. Coming to you with a preview, Michigan, their homecoming game. It's going to be against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights on Saturday at noon at the Big House, Michigan Stadium. Rutgers, the the 2023 version of this team, they're 3-0. Had a win over Northwestern to start out the season. Then they beat Temple, handily both those games, 24-7 and 36-7. Last week, they put a whooping on Virginia Tech as well, 35-16. to Today, speaking with a good friend of mine, we're speaking with Aaron Brightman, the co-founder of the Scarlet Faithful. How are we doing today, Aaron? Hey, Trevor. Thanks for having me, and uh, excited for a big game on Saturday. It does feel like a big game, especially factoring in Michigan's non-conference schedule. They didn't really have much of a competition in those ones. Bowling Green, UNLV, teams of that ilk. Rutgers is a few steps above and beyond that, and not only that, 
Rockers looking pretty darn good this year. My first question to you, Aaron, is would you consider this 2023 Rutgers team the best of Shiano era 2.0? Yes, I would. Uh, there's certainly plenty of questions to still be answered uh, in terms of how good this team can be and is. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is just the coaching. Um, they revamped the offensive coaching staff this offseason. Kirk Shiraka coming from Minnesota as the new offensive coordinator. Dave Brock, longtime wide receiver coach, uh, back at Rutgers. And then Pat Flaherty, who won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants, is now the offensive line coach. And it's made a world of difference. This team is much more disciplined. They're not making mistakes. They're able to take advantage of their opponent mistakes. And they're just going about their business in a more professional manner and uh they're playing with confidence because of it and uh it's been great to see and very uh encouraging uh with this 3-0 start not just that they are 3-0 they were the previous two years but this definitely feels different just in terms of how they're doing it and how dominant they've been they have been dominant if you look at what they've been able to do on offense what they've been doing on defense they've been playing complimentary football they've been playing fundamentally sound football Rutgers passes intercepted, they rank 11th. Passes had intercepted on offense, they rank first. No interceptions on offense at this point. Reds on offense looking good at number 31 in the nation. Rushing defense has been stout, number 11th in the country. Offensive lines protecting the quarterback, ranking second in sacks allowed. Scoring defense, not giving up many points, seventh in the nation. So, can you just highlight a few of the major strengths of this team? And is there any glaring weakness to this point? Yeah, so I mean, on offense, you know, Gavin Wimsett has, has taken a step forward in his development. Chiraka has really simplified things for him. Uh, he he still struggles with some accuracy issues, uh, accuracy issues but he's he's been better. Uh, from inside 10 yards, much better, actually. He's, he's around 80%. Um, once he gets past 10 yards, he's still pretty inaccurate. But uh, he has shown some maturity. He's a lot more poised. He's a lot more confident. And when he's had to make certain throws, uh, he's come through. So as an offense, that's kind of been their story. They're not the most efficient offense, but they've been able to come through in the clutch. You know, against Northwestern, they didn't run the ball particularly well, but whenever they needed a third and three, third and two, they got the first down. Uh, they've been really high. That's been a huge difference. They're at 48% on third downs. Last year, they were 28%. They're also three of three on fourth down. So they're, they're 51% on third and fourth down conversion. Has been really big for them. Uh, you know, they don't have a very proven wide receiver group. Their offensive line, they've been rotating nine, ten guys, which is not ideal. Uh, they've had an injury there. But their running backs have been really strong, and they're not even fully healthy. Kyle Manungai has been tremendous. Uh, uh, obviously, just one big ten offensive player of the week. Um, they're still working Sam Brown back into the mix. Aaron Young is the guy that uh, has had success against Michigan. He hasn't played yet. He may play this weekend. They have a true freshman, Deshaun Benjamin, who's been a nice change of pace back uh, and been productive. So uh, they, they certainly have an identity. They're, they're controlling the clock. You know, they're really taking advantage of this new play clock rules with the rolling clock. Um, you know, every play, they're pretty much running down under 10 seconds, under five seconds. And it's, it's, it's helped them control the game. Uh, they, they're basically their blueprint. They jump out to a lead and then they, uh, you know, get a little conservative, too conservative for what most fans uh, want. And uh, it, it's allowed teams to come back. But what's been great to see is their kind of killer instinct. The last two games, Temple and Virginia Tech made it within a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and then Rutgers rolled both pretty pretty easily. So um, that's been 
lot, lot of signs of encouragement there. Now, Gavin Wimsett on the season, he's 34 of 66, a completion percentage of just 51.5%, but zero interceptions. Has there any been decisions he's made that have been close to being picked off, or has he just simply been inaccurate and the ball has fallen aimlessly without any hands getting close from the defenders? He's gotten better week to week. Um, you know, he had a couple close calls against Northwestern. He had one against Temple, and he pretty much didn't have any last week. Um, you know, he has been inaccurate just in terms of he, he's still trying to find his, um, I guess, uh, his feel for it. You know, he, he, he tends to kind of throw overthrow on short throws where it's really hard to grab. He's had a couple drops from his receivers, but, um, you know, he's put his receivers in a couple bad spots as well where they've taken big hits, uh, where he's been a little high. Um, but you know, his decision-making is definitely better. He's thrown the ball away more. He's, uh, tucked it and run more. He's been very good in, in running the RPO, which they've done a good amount, uh, just in terms of having patience and, and waiting at the last minute before handing off or before making that decision to take off, you know, run, his running ability is big. Uh, last year he was banged up with the ankle, so he really didn't use that much. And that's helped keep defenses honest as well in terms of his ability to spring one. He had a 35 yard touchdown last week. And and uh, certainly brings a different dimension both to him and, and the offense. Now, moving to the defense, what has made them get off to the hot start in which they have? They, they're they're being very disruptive, and, and they're having success. You know, with takeaways, uh, they, they've forced uh, six turnovers in three games. It could be a lot more. They've had four forced fumbles. They did not recover. Um, but they've been, you know, with sacks, they're in the – close to the nation's lead they have 10 sacks through three games um you know they, they've they've really gotten to the quarterback with pressures uh and then also just you know they're, they're the deepest defense they've ever been they finally have a defensive line that you know has eight to ten guys that they really don't have much drop off they have a lot of talent on the edge mo is the guy that's back he led them in sacks in 20 and 21 uh he you know they have aaron lewis a former michigan guy who's been tremendous as as, as usual um but their linebackers are, are have been fantastic in pass protection uh and they haven't given up any big plays really and they, they haven't been super tested so that will be big this weekend but they've limited uh they've really been able to keep the offense in front of them they've had safeties uh pretty much a whole shakeup in in the secondary and uh you know a guy like flip dixon who transferred from minnesota has been fantastic uh shaquan loyal and desmond gnusen the three of them at safety have been really key for them and uh it's just it, it they just have contributors everywhere you know they, they every every game they've had five six seven guys on defense all make big plays and they're swarming to the ball so they're playing with energy and, and another part of it is that the offense is staying on the field and the defense is rested in the past in years past many years uh, uh in the big 10 Rutgers gets worn down defensively because they the offense can't sustain drives and the defense isn't deep enough to, to be able to overcome that and looking at the stat sheet of Rutgers you're right you're spot on Rutgers has I'm seeing eight different guys with sacks five different guys with interceptions just diverse in their personnel getting different guys in and out of the game but with that said, there's got to be a couple standouts on that defense, right? Like I'm looking at, for example, Tyreen Powell. He has a team leading 13 solo tackles and leads the team with 28 tackles. 
Yeah, he's one of their two linebackers along with Deion Jennings, and the two of them have been outstanding um, just in terms of really just preventing big plays from happening after they get through the first level in the run game. Um, but it's, uh, you know, Aaron Lewis has been tremendous on the defensive line. He was the first team preseason uh, pro football focus pick uh, and had a great year last year. He's very balanced both in the run and the pass. Um, but yeah, they, they, they really have no weak links on defense. Uh, I, I, the, the issue always with Rutgers, um, even though they have more depth this year, is once you get off that too deep, if they start to go through some injuries, it, it could get dicey in the terms of, you know, they don't have four or five star guys being groomed to come off the bench and, and step in. So uh, they're, they're too deep as, as good as it's been in, in a long time. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of staying healthy and, and for the defense, staying fresh and being able to swarm to the ball consistently in Big Ten fight. Yeah, we'll see if they stay fresh. Michigan fans know all too well that Rutgers can present a challenge in 2020 went to overtime, and Michigan pulled out a win. In 2021 at Michigan Stadium, Michigan barely hung on. Michigan won 20-13. to Last season, at halftime, Rutgers had a lead on the Wolverines, 17-14, to but then Michigan really pulled away, had 38 unanswered points in the second half, won last year, 52-17. to So my question to you, Aaron, is do you think that Rutgers can keep this close. What are you feeling? What's your gut telling you heading into Saturday? Well, I look at those three games. The, the, the blueprint for me is that one at Ann Arbor two years ago where the defense, you know, slowed down that rush. That was the number one rushing attack at the time. Uh, and they, they forced four three and outs in the second half to keep it close. If Rutgers had any semblance of an offense, you know, they might have been able to pull that stunner. I, I think what I'm interested in is I, I feel like when Michigan has played Rutgers the last few years, and maybe the COVID year doesn't count, but the last two years, I feel like they were pretty much just kind of keeping it simple, running their base stuff, expecting to kind of just beat Rutgers easily, and it didn't happen. And then, like last year, we saw in the second half, when they opened things up and then Rutgers made mistakes, it got out of hand pretty quickly. So for Rutgers, they can't turn the ball over. You know, their formula these first three games is they grab an early lead, uh, they go up by a couple scores, and then they just assert control. It gets a little close, and then they kind of wear teams down at the end. Shiano talks about, you know, giving out body blows on the run game um, and then wearing teams out at the end. That's obviously not going to happen against Michigan, but they have to keep it close. They're not built to come from behind. Um, and, you know, if they if they have the nerves and make a few key mistakes in the first quarter, it, this is definitely a game that could get out of hand, no doubt. But if they can just keep it close, you know, the, the more they're in it, the longer they're in it, the more pressure will be on Michigan. And I think this team's going to have a lot of confidence. They have great leadership. Um, I think they're going to go in there pretty loose and uh, you know it, the thing is even if they get blown out by Michigan nothing that Rutgers is trying to achieve this season will be off the table you know bowl game is is is, is the high so um, you know the beating Michigan would be beyond our wildest dreams it's just a matter of staying healthy getting better and then October is really where Rutgers has an opportunity to, to um, you know make a bowl game and, and really become a, a great story. Well, with a 3-0 start, Rutgers' chances of making a bowl game and winning a bowl game seem to be pretty good right now, trending in the right direction under Greg Schiano, a coach that has a lot of respect for Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, and vice versa, Harbaugh has a lot of respect for Schiano and the operation he runs at Rutgers. I want to thank you, Aaron, for coming on. Would you like to tell folks where they can find you online and on social media? 
Sure, I'm at on uh, Twitter and well, I guess X, uh, Aaron underscore Brightman, uh, A A R O N, and uh, I'm at thescarletfaithful.com covering all Rutgers athletics, and then uh, on Instagram as well, Scarlet Faithful, and I have a YouTube channel as well, Aaron Brightman, uh, where I do a daily podcast now as well as uh, some analysis videos and such. And I already had some Michigan fans comment this week; they're really nice, so uh, appreciate that. Thank you, Aaron. And before I get out of here today, if you're looking for some fresh Michigan Wolverines apparel and plan on being in Ann Arbor this weekend, head over to the Graduate Ann Arbor Hotel on East Huron Street and check out the Home Field Apparel pop-up shop from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday and 7 a.m. until noon on Saturday. This two-day only pop-up will feature exclusive discounts, free gifts, and of course, fresh Michigan football merchandise from our favorite apparel brand based out of the Midwest. Don't wait, because after the event is over Saturday, you won't be able to get this exclusive merchandise anywhere else ever again. One more time, Friday from 4 to 8 p.m. and Saturday from 7 a.m. until noon at the Graduate Ann Arbor Hotel, located at East Huron and State Street in downtown Ann Arbor. If you won't be in Ann Arbor this weekend and are still looking for some comfortable, officially licensed gear, be sure to check out Homefield Apparel online at homefieldapparel.com. Once again, this has been Trevor Woods from the Fans First Sports Network and the Block M Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.